Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. And Father, teach us your word because you sent your word and healed them of all their diseases. All we need is your word. Give us a word on healing and we know once we receive a word from healing from you, and we apply our faith, we will receive the blessing of healing. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all shall say, in Psalm 103, verse 3, he says, verse 1 says, that bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Hmm. Bless the Lord, Oh my soul, and what? Oh. All my organs. <laughs> all my faculties, my members. He said, and all that is within me, bless his name, holy name. Then he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. And who, who forgives all your iniquities? All right? And heal all your diseases. You can understand why he was saying, and all that is within me. He has, has a, con- a direct connection with the healings in the body. Some of you didn't get it. Because he said, all that is within me. You are supposed to bless his name. There's a scripture I'm going to show you later on. But it says that you will serve God and you bless your water and your bread and take away sickness. Because the, the system that blesses God is not permitted to suffer ill. So he said, God heals you. But healing is an offshoot of forgiveness of sin. Healing is an offshoot of forgiveness of sins. So if God has forgiven you your sins, then you are guaranteed that he will also heal your body. If you are a Christian, that means that you have been forgiving your sins that you committed before you became a Christian and the one you confess after you become a Christian. The unconfessed one, I don't know about that one. So he says that he who forgives all, how many? How many? God forgives all iniquities and he heals all diseases. Remember that. So your own is not so special, God can't heal. Someone say, God heals all diseases. Because he forgives all iniquities. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24, you, you need to see this. It says that, who himself, talking about Jesus Christ, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live 
for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Did you see a connection between righteousness or forgiveness of sin and healing again? He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He did it. Okay, why did he do it? The reason why he did it is that so that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness. Now, pack righteousness, the package of righteousness included in that is healing. So it's that by whose stripes we are healed. Because the healing is within the right. As we live righteous lives and as we walk in his righteousness, I'm talking about the righteousness of Christ given to us. You remember yesterday? With the righteousness that Christ secured for us as we walk in, because your own righteousness cannot acquire anything for you. But as you walk in righteousness in Christ through faith and practice of what he tells you, then you benefit all the blessings that come with redemption. There are things that accompany redemption. There are things that accompany salvation. I like this scripture. He says that he is also Hebrews. I like this one. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. He said that therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost. When he is saving you, he will save you as far as possible. He will save you to the uttermost. He says, his salvation is not only in your spirit. He's taking care of your body and your soul as well. He's saving completely. Saving you to the uttermost. Saving you completely. He's able to do that. Those who come to God through him. Why? Since he always lives to make intercession for them. So at this time, if you are a believer and you are unwell, Jesus is making intercession for you. That's why I believe someone will be healed tonight. I believe someone is taking delivery of your healing tonight. Someone is taking delivery of your healing tonight. And doctors will confirm and tell you that there's no need for the surgery anymore. Doctors will confirm and tell you there's no need for that treatment anymore. Because Jesus has taken care of that sickness. I see it happening for somebody. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. But in the first place, God is a perfect God. Why should there be sickness? Where did sickness come from? Job chapter 2, verse 7. It said, so who? Who? Oh, I can't hear you. Satan. Satan went out from God's presence and struck Job with painful boils. And struck, who struck Job? Satan. He struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Who was behind this thing? So one day Job woke up, hey, boils, painful ones. I know some of you have never suffered boils. I've never never experienced it. But, and sometimes boils can attack you in very unlikely places. So ball by nature is painful. For Job, his own was painful boils, strong ones. Now, boils, painful boils all over, guess what? From the soles of his feet. So he can't even walk. Boils! Who was behind it? In the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 11 to 16. Let's look at it quickly. 
Luke chapter 13, verse 11 to 16. Jesus Christ entered the synagogue and then found this woman. Said, And behold, there was a woman who had the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and in no way raised herself up or lifted King James and lifted her up. So he was like, she was like this. How long? 18 years. 18 years. By now, she has settled in it. And guess what? She was still going to the synagogue. Some people, they are sick for two weeks. They say, I won't go to church again. 18 years. So Jesus went to the synagogue. And Jesus, and behold, there, there was a woman there. And guess what? Go to the next verse. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, he called, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And what happened? Verse 13. I like 13, 13. Verse 13. And and he laid his hand on her. Say laying of hands. Laying so now I'm going to lay hands on people here. Laid his hand on her. And immediately she was made straight. And glorified God. <laughs> For 18 years she was like this. There's no way she could lift her. The Bible said there was no way she could raise her up. 18 years. Jesus saw her. Jesus called her. Jesus laid hand on her. And then straight away she was made straight. But I found out that not everyone rejoices when you are rejoicing. So be careful who you share your story good news with. Some people are laughing with you regarding your good news, but they are wishing you evil. Why, why you, why you, why you? (laughs) But they are not happy. Guess what? The next verse, verse 14. In the verse 14, the Bible says that, but the the, 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 the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on a Sabbath day, 18 years sickness being healed. This man who have been seeing this woman coming to the synagogue regularly, he should have been happy. But he answered, head pastor, answered with indignation. Because Jesus had healed her on a Sabbath day. The religious rights were more important to him than someone's liberty. So as long as Satan can reign, as long as we are maintaining religious activities, that's fine. The devil is a liar. Yeah. We, will, we will kick him out of here. Yeah. We, will kick, we will give the devil a kick good. Hallelujah. Yeah. The devil does not have a place in your house. Yeah. Satan does not have a place in your house. Satan does not have a place in your body. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Go back to the Sabbath. Go back quickly. And he said to the crowd, there are, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on any of these days. <laughs> you see how he was bent on the Sabbath? Six days. You have six days. You can do all that within six days. This is not time for this. This is, this is Easter. Easter, bank holiday, is not time for church. It's time to go to the beach. So if the church said we are having church service, oh, why? It's no time for this. The synagogue ruler said, you can do that, but not on a Sabbath day. Now, he had a point to a certain extent, but he missed the hand of God because he was blinded by tradition. Go to the next verse. Look at this. And the Lord answered him and said, hypocrite! Yeah, does not each one of you on a Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to the water. So if your donkey is thirsty, you take the donkey. You won't tell the donkey it's a Sabbath day. <laughs> he says that you won't do that. Watch this. Watch this. Go to the next one. Go to the next verse. So ought this woman, watch this, 
being the daughter of Abraham, who what? Ah, so 18 years, like it was in medical condition. Satan was behind that sickness. And when Jesus saw her, he knew what Satan was doing. And so he laid his hands and Satan left. The people were upset Satan has been sacked. They were upset that you have sacked Satan from this place. And Jesus said, is it because it's Sabbath day, someone is dying? He said, this woman too is a covenant daughter because she is the daughter of Abraham. You see, when you are in covenant with God, it entitles you to all kinds of benefits. I see someone enjoying divine benefits. Who Satan has bound? Think of it. For 18 years, don't you think she should be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? So who was behind the sickness? Satan. Who was behind Joe's balls? Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Is someone getting something? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good? And doing what? Doing good and what? And healing what? You heal sickness, isn't it? But it says that sickness... All those sicknesses that he was healing were satanic oppression. The chief man, the chief agent behind sickness is Satan. Got it? In 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. It says that can we all read it together? I would like for us to all, all of us to read from the screen. If you, if once you, you, you're ready. Are you ready? All right, let's read it out loud. Let's go. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why was Jesus manifested? What are some of the works of the devil? Like, ah, and Jesus was manifested to destroy. Oh. <laughs> he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And we have seen clearly that sickness is the work of Satan. So he has, he has, he has been manifested to destroy sickness out of your life. Because he forgave our sins and heals our diseases. Now I have a problem with the gospel that says that your sins can be forgiven, but your health cannot be restored. It's not a full gospel. Because if he can forgive you of your sin, then he can, he can restore your health. Yeah. Who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases? Say, I am, I'm, healed. I'm healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's very important to understand that God promises us healing. Okay, there are two promises that I want you to notice in the Bible. In the book of Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. I quoted it earlier, but I didn't refer to the uh, scripture. I just mentioned it earlier. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Is it okay if we all read it out loud? Yeah, as you read it, faith comes by hearing, okay? So your confession shall become your possession. Your confession shall be your possession. All right, let's read it out loud. Let's go. 
serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and he will... All right, two things. This is a quick question. Quick question. Um, he said, what, what, what should you do? He said, what you shall do? What shall you do? What would you do? Serve the Lord. And now, what are the benefits when you serve God? What two things will God do? Two main things I said God will do. He will bless your bread and water. And then number two. Think about it. So if you are eating, when you get your food you are eating, you bless it. Then why not expect your healing to be restored? Because if you pray over your bread and you expect it to be blessed, then you can the same, it takes the same strength. It takes the same strength, the same faith, because it's the same principle, the same God and Christ alone. (laughs) So whatever it takes to guarantee your your blessed food is the same thing that takes to guarantee your health. I see someone receiving a healing tonight. I've seen it so many times. God healing people. All kinds of sicknesses. Healing all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses. Right? So he takes away, when you serve God, he blesses your food and your water and he takes away sicknesses from amongst you. So you may come with the sickness, but as you serve, he said, no, that's my, that's my job. I'm going to take away, I'm going to take it away from you. You are not permitted to keep this sickness when you are serving me. Do I have a servant of God in the house? Yes. That is the fringe benefit of servants of God. If, if war, or civil, when civil war broke up in Syria or wherever, the British government, American government, and all the other governments will quickly send help for their citizens, and particularly their consulate. They make sure they are protected. It's their job. So as long as you go there on a mission by the government as an ambassador, anything that happens to you is the government's responsibility. And God said, as long as you serve me, your health is my responsibility. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall serve God and he will bless your food. Expect. It does not matter. You may not even be able to afford the posh food. But as long as you are serving God, what you can afford, provided you are becoming responsible. Because some people, they are irresponsible and they are eating. That's not my topic for tonight. I want to leave there. But serve God and be responsible with your eating. Once you are responsible with your, what you eat, God will make sure that he will bless what you eat. I know people who, are, who live in some places in Africa. They grow up to be one ten. 110, 90, whilst some people are just 40 years and they, they are healthy. Shaking. So, so it's not their wealth. They don't, some of them don't have specialist doctors. But God blesses, they are blessed because of what the kind of stuff they are eating. And so you don't have to eat food cooked by God in Ramsey to guarantee your health. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. If you can afford it, that's fine. But if you can afford it or food cooked by the best cooks in the world, listen, that food you bought from the corner shop, if that's what you can, you can afford, as you buy that food and you pray and bless it because you serve God, God said, I'll bless your food and I'll bless your water. Put it back on the screen, please. You shall serve the Lord and he will bless your bread and your... All right, so, so God gives us this promise. That in, in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says that, oh, this is a serious one. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he said that if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what, it, what is right in his sight, 
give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Now, when you hear God said, I have brought evil, I have brought, it doesn't mean he did it, but God protects us. Everyone, God puts some hedge around every human being. Okay, so depending on what you expose yourself, sometimes God can, so that's what happened to Job. The devil went to God and he said that God, you take off, Job chapter 2 verse 5, if you take off your protection on him, he will curse you. And so God took off some protection but kept some others. So when you read Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, Bible says that because when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, God gave them up. All right. So sometimes God will allow a lot of things that doesn't happen to us. Some things we are benefiting is because God did not allow it to happen. But sometimes if we walk in disobedience and walk in our own way, it's, it's like you move out of coverage area. And then Satan can get you. So it, it, it's another way, form, uh, another uh, metaphoric way of saying that yeah, you, you, uh, God gave you over. Right. Or God strikes you. It's not God who strikes you because God, God, there's no evil in God. Hello. And so he says that, um, I, that I will not put these diseases on you. I will not allow some diseases to come on you as long as you are serving me and obeying what I'm saying. I see healing on, 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 coming to someone in the name of Jesus Christ. So these are some of the promises. But you remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says that for all the promises of God. <laughs> How many of the promises? How many? Talk to me, talk to me. How many? I can't hear you. How many? Can I hear the ladies? How many? Ladies, can I hear properly? How many? Men, can I hear you? How many? All of you, how many? He said, for all the promises of God in him, in Christ Jesus, are yes and amen. And him, amen. So it means that whatever God has said, once you are in Christ, God said yes for you. Are you yes for you? In Christ, yes for you. Not in Christ. In Christ, yes for you. Not in Christ. In Christ, yes for you. In Christ, yes for you. All the promises of God in him. Yes. So if you are in him, that's why I said Christ alone. If you are in him, then the promise of the healing he said, that when you send me, I will do this, it is yes for you. Why? Because of Christ alone. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me quickly go on this because of my time. Let Let me just show you something. Some of the things Christ. Say Christ alone. Christ alone. I'm talking about Christ, our healer. Christ, our healer. Christ alone. Look, listen. What I showed you earlier on from 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, how Jesus appeared to destroy the works of Satan. The works of the devil. Okay? So every work, and we have established that sicknesses, sicknesses are the work of the enemy. Uh, so how about the one who is just living recklessly and falls sick? If you live recklessly and fall sick, you allow the enemy to attack you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You allow the enemy to attack you. So, okay, how about the healing? Maybe I, I didn't pray, but I took medication. I had a headache. I took some medication, and it, it was healed. This is the act, the blessing of God. If God was a wicked God, he wouldn't have put healing in, in, in all those herbs. And once you begin to serve God... God heals all kinds of diseases. Because if you are forgiven, then you can be healed as well. 
That's the argument. So long as he has forgiven you, then whatever sickness brings on you, the devil brings on you through the sin, God, the sin has been taken care of. So God will take care of the sickness as well. And I see someone enjoying divine healing. Someone is enjoying divine healing. As I'm talking, there is a woman, you are feeling some, some movement. It's like, I don't know if it's a movement. It's like some either heat or something here. You feel some discomfort. It's not unpleasant, but you feel something right here. It's healing that is taking place in your womb. There's healing. There's a woman. I'm telling you, right now, someone, there's a lady being healed right now. You are healed, being healed right now. You are being healed right now. Jesus Christ was anointed to heal. So he came to destroy the work of the devil. And God anointed him, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, excuse me, doing good and healing all who were oppressed, went about doing good and healing how many? All who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. All right, so Jesus healed all. Say he healed all. Say Jesus healed all. Matthew 4, 23 and 24. I want to show you that there are no sicknesses Jesus can take care of. Because Bible said he healed all. Say all. all. Matthew 4, 23 says that, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing well, how many types of diseases? All kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. So if so long as it's called sickness, so long as it's called disease, Jesus heals all kinds. You know, there are some people, they are specialists, heart specialists. Others are eye specialists. Others are skin specialists. Others are kidney specialists. Others are uh, brain specialists. Others are ear specialists. You see, if you go to a dentist with your kidney problem, you will die. (laughs) Am I right? If you go to a dermatologist with your heart problems, hey, it's likely you have to get your coffin ready. Because specialists specialize on some, uh, general practitioners just make sure they check where the problem is, then they point you to the specialist. <laughs> so general practitioners can't take care of it. That's why your doctor will refer you, because that's not his area. He will refer you to someone who, who that's their specialty. So if you go to your doctor with a problem with your sinus and he refers you to uh, a dermatologist or uh, ophthalmologist, it's a problem. Because he's supposed to send you to the right specialist. Now, but I announce to you that Jesus is the specialist of all. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He heals all. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, he healed all kinds of diseases and all kinds of sicknesses. So long as it's a sickness, Jesus said, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Have you discovered that there are certain sicknesses World Health Organization don't have answers to? Yeah. Oh, but I'm telling you. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no... So Jesus heals all... Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24 of Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 24. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. They brought to him all sick 
people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And how many of you know it's not nice to be sick? I hate being sick. I don't like it. I don't like it. When I see someone sick, my heart breaks. I hate sickness because it torments you. It takes away your peace. When, when you, sometimes you are, you are you're going to bed at night and you are going through some serious aches or pains and you can't wait till the, for the night to be over and the night becomes so long and you're suffering. Those of you, those of you have children, sometimes maybe your child, the nose is blocked, can't breathe the whole night and you are worried. Sickness is bad. I hate sickness. I hate sickness. I hate sickness because Jesus died to take away my sickness. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be sick. And that is why I made a point. Me, I will serve him so that he can take sickness away. Shout hallelujah. So they brought him all kinds of people who were in the, verse 24. They were sick. They were Tormented, various sickness and torments, and those who were demon possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. All them. He said, All, all. Any sickness, bring it on. How many sicknesses did Jesus heal? How many? What type? What kind? Everyone. Jesus heals, and I see someone receiving your healing. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. I'm just trying to establish the point very strongly. Because then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in, the, in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. I said, Jesus is a healer. Because you know what he did? Bible says that he himself, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by, the, by Isaiah the prophet, saying, talking about Jesus, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So when he's telling you he's giving us healing, because he has taken that sickness on the cross, he took it. He bore the sickness. He bore, he took our infirmities. Infirmities is weaknesses. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He himself, Jesus himself took it. And Isaiah spoke about it a long time ago before Jesus was born. And so in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, I quoted it earlier, but let's look at it again. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, Bible says that who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. Right? So he bore our sins. That's why we are healed by his stripes. Now, quickly, I think I've, I've, I've established where sickness comes from. And I've, I've helped us to understand that Jesus heals. Jesus, God is a healer. Jesus heals. And I've made us to understand how many type of sicknesses does Jesus heal. He heals all. Okay. Now, the next thing I'll be finishing on. So how, what means does God bring us healing? So because there are people in church who are sick. Some of us here are not feeling well. So, now, so why is it that I'm serving but I'm not feeling well? I'm going to show you. So how does he heal us? What is the means by which God heals us? Healing evangelists? Not really. <laughs> Not really. 
Not a healing evangelist. Three ways he heals us. Number one, Bible says that he sent his word. He sent his word. Psalm 107 verse 20. Let's read it from the screen. Are you ready? Let's read it out loud. Let's go. And deliver them from their disorder. One more time. The first part. He One more time. I think you can read it out louder. So he sent his word. So how does he? Healing comes through God's word. That's why I'm taking my time to teach his word. As we hear his word, as we teach his word, healing is discharged and released through the teaching of his word. Because God sends his word. When God is about to heal people, he sends his word. He sent his word and healed them of their diseases. As you hear God, it even happened. While I was talking, I knew God was healing somebody in the, in the abdomen. I knew it. Because when the, when the word is coming, God begins to heal. Because you know what? Jesus Christ was healing all kinds of sicknesses when he was alive. And I understand from the Bible, if you believe the Bible like I do, I understand in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it yesterday, then you are guaranteed that today he's going to do it. And that gives you the assurance that tomorrow... Is... Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He's the same yesterday, today, and forever! He's the same yesterday, today, and forever! He's the same yesterday, today, and forever! Hallelujah! If he had remained in the grave, then we can't say the same today. But he lied down in the grave, they crucified him, he went... He came up because someone must be healed. <laughs> you didn't get what I said. Because someone must be healed. Bible says that he is also able to make intercession for. Uh, he's able to, able to save to the uttermost, seeing that he ever liveth. <laughs> Hebrews chapter seven verse twenty-five. Seeing that he ever, ever liveth. So his living is constant. Nothing interrupt because see he, he died and came back. He rose from the death. He died not just he resurrected, but he died and defeated death. Yeah. So the life Jesus has is a death-defying life. So he's dealt with that. And so he ever lives so that he can continue doing what he's always been doing. Because he's the same yesterday, today. How does he heal? He sent his word. Say he sent his word. Say he sent his word. He sent his word and healed their diseases. Uh, This scripture we are about to read is so good for you. Baby, this scripture is so good. Proverbs chapter 4. This scripture, you like what we're coming to read. It's so good. Say it's so good. Proverbs chapter 4 verse twenty. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to what? Hmm. Incline your ears to my what? Sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
So why are all these instructions? Why are you telling me to do this? Why? I shouldn't depart from your word. I should keep. He said, the subject matter is the word. He said, do not, do not depart from my word. Incline your ears to my sayings. Keep them. Uh, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your head. So the word. All right. Why? Verse 22. Verse 22. Why? Why? For they are life to those who find them. And what? Ha! Ah, so this is a medicine bottle. <laughs> he said, the worst, the worst, they are life to those who find them. And what health to all, not, not some part of their flesh, they all their flesh, this thing, this medicine works. <laughs> someone is getting it, someone is getting it, someone is getting it. He said, keep my worst, give attention to my worst. That's why pastors have to preach. They don't preach to demonstrate their vocabularies. So sometimes you may find a pastor whose vocabulary is upside down. But you know what? Don't worry. Try and find the word that he's trying to say. (laughs) What what matters is the word, the message. He said, incline your ears to my sayings and keep your eyes on the word. He said, keep your eyes on my word. Keep your eyes on my word. Brother, don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on my word. Keep your eyes on my word. And let them stay in the midst of your heart. Let the word of God stay in in the midst of your heart. No other things. The word. Let it stay so that you don't come and say, oh, oh, that boy has broken my heart again. Let the word stay in your heart. It will be broken. For they are life to those who find them and hell to their all their flesh. So how does God heal us? Number one. Number one. Number one. The word of God. The word of God is the channel, the medium through which someone gets healed. Number two. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 11, Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says, but if the spirit, say the spirit, say the spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies, how? Through his spirit. Now give me King James. Put the King James on the screen. I prefer the King James. It makes it a bit. said, but if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead. Okay. Christ was raised, resurrected from the dead. There's a spirit of God who works working in Christ. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. Now, what does that mean? Christ was raised by God. Okay. Christ was raised by God. And he's saying that if God's spirit dwells in you, then the same God who raised Christ from the dead, he will also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that is living in you. So the spirit of God is a chief agent for our covenant or for divine healing. That's why sometimes when we live in unrighteousness, it affects the healing benefits we get. Because unrighteousness makes the Holy Spirit voiceless, powerless in our lives. 
So anytime you expose yourself to unrighteousness, you are, you are denying yourself from Holy Ghost benefits. So he says, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also quicken, will heal, will activate your physical body, your mortal body. How does he do it? By his spirit. And then number three, how do we get healed? Number three, I like this one. Faith. Somebody shout faith. Faith. Shout it again. Faith. For the last time. Faith. You know what I discovered? I found out that anytime Jesus was going to heal people, most of the time, he's always looking for one thing. That's one thing. So there was a time a man came to him. He said, Lord, my son is sick. I want you to heal him. In Mark chapter 9 verse um, 23, they came to him. He says that, I want you to heal my son. And Jesus says that, um, uh, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So all he wanted from the man, actually, is just believe. Did you understand that? That's all he wanted from a man. He didn't say, bring money, bring anything, bring this, bring this. He said, if you can believe, then it's possible for you. If you can believe. If you can believe. If you can believe. If you can believe. Sister, the doctors have said something, but if you can also believe what God has said. If you can believe, tell someone if you can believe. If you can believe, then all things are possible. Jesus, you, you, you are coming for Jesus to heal you. All he says is that, have you got some faith? Have you got some? Because I need faith for the, for the transaction. I need your faith for the transaction. You know, sometimes maybe you go, uh, uh, you, 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 you go to one counter, or you go to the hospital, and they say, oh, we need this. Or usually when you go to A&E, one of the, some of the information they find out usually is your, your GP. And your medical records. Because even, even if, they, if they want to attend to you, they want to give you certain medication, they need some information from you to help them. But then recently a friend of mine was having a chat with me and he said his son was not well and uh, they had to do some, uh, uh, take him to a theater, but they needed consent. But the, the person is unwell. Please attend to you. No. Because even you, if, if anything is, God forbid, but in the, in the, usually even, uh, I think, C-sessions, yeah. someone must have my sign. We need a consent form. So they will tell you, sorry, sorry, I want to do, but sorry, without the form, I can't do it. When you are believing God for healing, Jesus is looking for faith. That's right. That's all he needs. Faith. Faith. Do you have faith enough to be healed? And faith is not based on how long you've been in church. Faith is based on how daring you believe in God. How much you believe in God. So you study, you find out in scriptures, anytime it's time for Jesus, or Jesus wanted to heal people, one thing that he was always looking for was he was looking for faith. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 28 and 29, let's look at that quickly. Matthew 9, 28, 29. Matthew 9, 28, 29. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to heal you? That's all he wanted. They were asking, Jesus, heal us. And they came to the house. They followed him. He said, guys, do you believe that I can heal you? Verse 29. Verse 29. Then he touched their eyes. Say, what did he say? Oh, I don't hear you. Let it be to you. Did you see that? He said, no, I can't do it, but do you believe it? If you believe it, then it's going to happen for you. 
So when it comes to healing, the word of God is one, the spirit of God is one, but on your part, you have to exercise faith, believe in God, take God for his word. If he heals all diseases, then you're, you're, if you have a sickness or disease, it's also part of the all. Say, I'm healed. I'm healed. Mark 2, the same thing. Mark 2, 5, the same thing. Mark 2, 5. Jesus Christ went looking for faith so he could heal. He says that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. What did he look for? He looked for faith. He saw their faith. He saw it because that's what he wants. Or that's what he wanted. Finally, Peter was going to heal someone at the beautiful gate. He healed the person. People wanted to know. He was giving a, a, a lecture. He was giving a speech on how the man was healed. In Acts chapter 3, verse 16, he, spoke, he referred to faith. Acts chapter 3, verse 16. What did he say? He said, and his name, talking on Jesus, and his name, through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given, this, uh, given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What happened? What, what, what was the chief? What was responsible for the man's sin? Faith. So it's faith that will be responsible for your testimony, healing testimony. It's faith. And finally, Paul was preaching. In Acts chapter 14, verse 11, Paul was preaching. And then the Bible says that he saw someone was watching him. <laughs> the man was listening to him intently. Acts chapter 14, verse 8, quickly. Let's look at verse 8. I want to start from verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb. A cripple from where? So that means that he was born crippled. He was born disabled. A cripple from his mother's womb and had never walked. This man had never walked. What happened? And this man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had what? Hair. He had what? Faith to be healed. Did you see that? He, the guy had something. So Paul didn't heal him. The man had something that made him healed. Faith heals. He had faith to be healed. Go to the next verse quickly. Said with a loud voice, Stand up! Straight! On your feet. And he leaped and walked. How did he get healed? Paul saw he had faith. It wasn't because Paul was so powerful, a powerful healing evangelist. It was because Paul, the normal preacher, saw faith in a, a normal listener and he said, you got it. Rise up and be healed. Someone is going to walk out free tonight. Someone is walking out here with your healing. Someone is walking out here with your healing. You are living here with your healing. You are living here with your healing because of God's word, because of God's spirit, and because of the faith in your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. He himself bore our sicknesses. He himself bore our diseases. He has taken it already on the cross. You don't have to carry it again. He has paid for your healing. You don't have to walk in sickness. You can walk in healing. You shall serve God. And he shall bless your food and water. And he will take away sickness from amongst you. Someone is receiving healing. Please rise to your feet and begin to pray. And pray and say, I am healed. Pray. Receive healing. In
in any area of your body, someone rest your feet, open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now that the Lord is my healer. The Lord is my healer. Someone lift up your voice and pray. Pray. Oh, I tap into healing. Oh Lord, I tap into healing. Oh Lord, I tap into my healing. Oh Lord, I tap into my healing for my child, for my daughter, for my son, for my husband, for my mother, for my wife. Someone pray. Exercise your faith. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.